never decided what I want to be when I grow up. But my husband has always known exactly what he wanted to do. And it's been an interesting relationship and quite an adventure that I've happily gone along on. We celebrated our 55th wedding anniversary a few weeks ago. After 40 years of marriage, at a time when we were just beginning to enjoy the benefits of our devotion to one another, my dearly beloved told me that he wanted to become a Catholic priest. <laughs> I wasn't as shocked as you might think. Over the years, he had accustomed me to many one-of-a-kind, unusual situations, and he had retired as an Episcopal priest, and we were up for a new adventure. <laughs> There's a, a special provision for former Episcopal priests who are married who want to become Catholic priests. It's an extensive time-consuming process that requires exams and interviews and permission from Rome. In our case, it took five years, but he was ordained at a time when we weren't getting any younger. <laughs> he became the only married Catholic priest in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, making me the only wife of a married Catholic priest in the Archdiocese. I'm one of a kind. I have how can that be tattooed across my forehead. People look at me strangely as they try to process everything they've known with absolute certainty about Catholic priests. And I know that what they are really wondering is, what is it like to sleep with a Catholic priest? <laughs> I'm going to tell you. <laughs> he snores. <laughs> it's really kind of a cougar purr, and he insists I'm the other half of the duet. I have to fight for the blankets every night. He talks in his sleep which really ought to frighten anyone who's ever been to confession. <laughs> but I can assure you that it's always nonsense. He never says anything juicy. I listen. He doesn't tell me a darn thing. I think he took a vow or something or else he forgot. But the most difficult part of every night 
is sharing the bed with a third party. We met her at a shelter. <laughs> she asked to come home with us. We refused. She begged. We finally agreed, but we set strict rules. She was never to come into our bedroom. That worked for a couple of nights. And then about 4 o'clock in the morning, I felt her furry face pressed against my cheek. I heard her purring in my ear. She was stretched across my neck, and she pressed the weight of her entire body against my carotid artery, blocking the blood flow to my brain. She's an equal opportunity carotid blocker. Half the night, she's on his neck. The other half, she's on my neck. As we get older, we worry that we might be losing it a little bit. Sometimes we think our memories might be failing. Recently, my husband was preaching a well-prepared sermon in a very large church with several hundred people present. I was seated way in the back admiring the beautiful job he was doing when suddenly he stopped. There was silence. There was more silence. I started to worry. Then I started to panic. What was going on? Was this a medical emergency? Should I call 911? Or maybe he dropped a page on the floor. Maybe I should go up and help him look for it. Or could it be out in the car? I could go maybe in the back seat. Oh, what, what, what are people thinking? He's always had a tendency to wander off. <laughs> and he meets interesting people, and sometimes he gets a little lost on his way back, but he always manages to come back. This time was no different. After silence that gave a new meaning to the concept of eternity, <laughs> he looked up to the congregation and explained, as if it was the most natural explanation in the world, the cat sleeps on my carotid. <laughs> as we get older, we seem to have more visits to the doctor's office. I always accompany my husband to his appointments for the entertainment value. <laughs> he considers a successful doctor's appointment one in which he makes the doctor laugh. Recently, we were visiting a doctor who was having a terrible day. There had been no chuckles in his afternoon. And he sat there with his mo and spoke with his monotone, asking my husband a series of questions, which were answered correctly. And at the end of the time, the doctor said, and do you have any concerns? My husband said, yes. We have a cat. Her, her name is Truffles. 
And she sleeps on my carotid artery every night, and I worry that she's affecting my brain. I'm wondering if you can tell me if, if this is the case. The doctor, in the same monotone, in his best medical ease, carefully explained. There are no known studies that would indicate <laughs> that a cat sleeping on your carotid would cause any damage. I can say with reasonable medical certainty that that is not the case. However, if you are truly concerned, there is one diagnostic tool that we could employ once and for all to put your mind at ease. It's called a CAT scan. <laughs> True story. The doctor smiled. The doctor chuckled. Our visit was a success. The love of my life likes to be my protector for everything that goes bump in the night. Recently, he was dreaming. The room was dark. He was lying on his back in bed, and in his dream, there was an intruder who entered our house. He knew he needed to protect me from this intruder, so he had a plan. As he was lying there, he would kick his leg and trip the intruder. And so he did. He gave a mighty kick, and nothing happened. The intruder was still present, so he waited until the intruder came by again, and he gave two mighty kicks, and he kicked himself right out of the bed, hitting his head on the dresser with enough force to knock the knob off. He fell onto the floor in a heap with a great yell. I jumped out of bed. I ran around the end of the bed. I came to his side, expecting to find him unconscious in a heap on the floor. Fortunately... He was still conscious. There were two large bumps on his head, and we decided it would be prudent to go to the emergency room to have this checked out. My valiant defender was taken captive by the staff in the emergency room, and he decided to befriend his captors by trying to make them laugh. For the next two hours, while he tried to make them laugh, they tried to figure out what was going on in his head. And at the end of that time, they gave him an ice pack and sent him home with the, with the assurance that he was just fine. We know that to be true, because during his captivity, my defender, my dearly beloved husband, received not one, not two, but three cat scans. Cat scans. <laughs>